Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. It's Tony, Hans, and Jeremy in with you today, hitting season seven, episode four, The Spoils of War and Orange Bourbon. I tried to sound like a nerd there, but why do I feel like it kind of turned into like Valley Girl? I was thinking more tween at that point. I was like... Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We've got alcohol in the scones. Jeremy. Jeremy. Don't don't forget alcohol in the butter. In the butter. In the butter. That's the ultimate tease for the audience right now. People, you need to stick around to hear how that goes down. Because we haven't even heard yet, so, we so wait, need, let's get through this bullshit first. Is that your favorite butter? Is that the butter you would go with now? That's your lubricant, Hans? Yeah, I think it would have to be. Yeah, yeah That would nice. burn. That would burn like a bitch. It's alcohol, though. It's sanitary. Sanit- uh, but sanitary. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well I think thought. when you mix it with butter, it probably becomes less sanitary, but I don't mm, know, man. I don't know. It's- You're the... Y- y'all are the medical professional. It's it's sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, let's see what happens in this episode. See if maybe get a see if maybe a sanitarius Targaryen uh, gets a little crazy. We'll we'll find out. Do you guys want a little plot action for season seven, episode four? Because I got to be honest, at this point, I think we're all significantly ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yep, love it. Awesome. Give it. It's a it's a teeny tiny plot. I'm not going to say that it's going to teach us too much because it's short, sweet, and hardly to the point. But how would you like your ears to receive it today? Hmm? Keep Hot it running. Fresh. Keep it running with the Valley Girl. Oh, well, yeah. I was going to say. Good. Oh, my God. All right. <clears throat> well, Daenerys holds cart. <laughs> Tyrion back, Charles. <laughs> Cersei returns a gift like whatever. And... Jamie learns from his mistakes, which like he's made like a couple mistakes. He did that thing where he like raped his sister. Totally not fetch. And Isn't that the same plot as the last episode? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I swear I have the right one pulled up. Oh no, I'm sorry, I don't. Because I, reading, I was like, really, this seems very familiar to me. Because I thought I thought that we were recording the last episode, but we already did it, and we've already aired it. Okay, I've got I've got the spoils of war here. It's believe it or not shorter, <laughs> so us, I'll burn through I'll burn through this real quick. All right, all right, give <clears throat> us nerd. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> uh, the Lannisters pay their debts. Daenerys weighs her options. She's got like a two or three, or you know, a few, and Arya comes home. I got like a is that uh, it? a mom, it? Yeah. like a mom talking shit kind of thing. You get a little. Are you saying that moms can't be nerds? Oh no, no, moms are straight up nerds, right? Yeah, hella nerds. Hella I mean, nerds. Like, Ugh. Is fetch Ugh. good Ugh. Or moms? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does fetch mean? I have no idea. I think it's. Uh, uh, I think it's like a thing from Mean Girls or something. Never saw that. Was it any good? You never saw Mean Girls? No. Oh my gosh. It is about 80% of the memes that live on the internet to this day. It's a great film. I mean, no, it's not. But it's okay. a funny movie. Is great the word? <laughs> it's, got some, it's got some solid quotes in it. Uh, you know, one of Amy Poehler's best lines in anything. 
comes from Mean Girls. Is that uh, a is that Lindsay Lohan? It, it uh, yes, Lindsay Lohan. Was that Amy what made Poehler, her famous? Or no? Tina Fey. Well, no. Uh, uh, what's the movie about the twins? I think was her first big thing, right? All I can think of is Mamma Mia. I'm a hundred percent sure it's not called Mamma Mia. It's also not Sister Sister <laughs> or The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Uh, Parent Trap. Parent Trap. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you now. <laughs> big, big Lohan fan over here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that there's a, a whole conspiracy behind Lindsay Lohan being, um, being like having a twin sister that Disney murdered after uh, Parent Trap? Because they don't think that effects were up to par for what was actually done in that movie back in the day. Hmm. Oh, and Disney oh, just murdered them. Yeah, just just murdered her. Naturally, paid their parents off. That's why their family's a mess right now. Is because they just can't cope. Um, speaking of conspiracy theories, I know we've touched on this one before. Y'all are familiar with the Keanu Reeves is immortal theory, correct? Yeah. Clearly, I saw this most recent little teaser thing for um, Bill and Ted Three. Have you seen this? No. It is just Keanu Reeves, and I'm so sorry. I don't know the other guy's name. <laughs> no one does. Um, but it's just the two of them going like, hey, I'm blah, blah, and we're wild stallions. And then they talk about the fact that they're making Bill and Ted three. Keanu Reeves looks fucking old <laughs> in that clip. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I saw the John Wick thing recently and he looks fine there, but in that clip, he, uh, he has put on some years. And, I mean, he still does it gracefully. Looks much better than any of us. Well, when you saw, um, the whole, uh, Dana Carvey and um, oh shit, what's his name? I can't even see his name. For we're Are you not we're about not worthy. Mike Myers. Mike Myers. When they did that whole skit for the Oscars, they looked uh, a little old as well. Yeah, da- Dana especially. I was like, holy crap. But anyway, this is, it's like the the risk of of plastic surgery. It seems these days because I think Mike Myers has a little bit of that plastic surgery face going on. Um. Where it's either going to make you look 350 years younger, mm-hmm. or I mean, sorry, older, like uh, like John Travolta, who oh, looks like God. Gollum a little bit, or it'll do like the whole freaking Dolly Parton thing, and you'll kind of look younger than you did, granted, 30 years ago. Fake, but younger than you did, yeah, ever. I like, like, I feel like, have you seen pictures of Jennifer Aniston? I feel like she looks literally the same. She does, yeah. Jennifer Aniston, Pharrell, Pharrell, Paul Rudd. Yep. Yeah. They don't age much. And to be honest, I would also even throw, um, oh gosh, Mission Impossible guy. Come on, Tom. In Tom there. Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. He looks mean for, he's got to be in his 60s by now, right? Do you think he's that old? No way. I don't think he's that old. Well, let's see. He was probably, what, in his 20s when... Uh, Top Gun came out, and that was like eighty nine, so like that's like he's fifty six, fifty six, yeah. So shit, damn, da 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 damn. And I think he, he looks, looks good for fifty six. Yeah, he looks great. He uh, is he older than Brad Pitt? He is older than Brad Pitt. Really? How old's Brad? How old's Brad Pitt? Fifty. Fifty five. Fucking Tom Cruise is older than Johnny Depp. Now see, Johnny Depp looks fifty five. Tom Cruise is one year younger than George Clooney. Holy crap! George Clooney looks sixty to me. Oh my god, this is oh this is fascinating to me. We're just gonna spend this whole episode on Google. How old is Julia Roberts? I Julia thought Rob- I 
I definitely thought George Clooney was older than that. Right? Not that he looks... Again, George Clooney looks fantastic. Yeah, like, he I, looks great. I guess my main point is I just didn't think Tom Cruise was that old. All right, guesses for Julia Roberts? Mm, 52. Ooh, I'm going to go older. I'm going to go 55. 51. Good guess. So it's funny because I think George Clooney almost reminds me of like a Richard Gere old. Mm. And I would say Richard Gere is probably 63, 64. 69. Really? Good for him. 69 years old. Giggity giggity. Giggity giggity. (laughs) Anyway. Now I'm just looking up Game of Thrones cast to see if any of them are younger than me and then are going to make me sad. Okay. Danny and Danny and Jon Snow are both older than me, so I'm fine. Great. Today, the spoils of war. Let's uh let's spoil some things for some people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do you guys want to start here? Season 7, episode 4. There's a lot that happens in this episode. There is actually. Uh well, which is good because we haven't, uh, it's been, it's been slow to build. I mean, last episode had some good stuff in it, uh, especially towards the end, but the first two starting off things a little slow, especially for a short season. So, so the fact that things really pick up here is, uh, Oh God, I'm hicking up, hic- I'm hicking up or hiccuping, hiccuping probably to hiccup. Uh, um, so, uh, a lot of happening. Do we go with like the good stuff or the bad stuff? Because there's really not a lot of bad for me. I yeah, let's was... let's go with the bad because I think we will have a lot of good, or I will at least. Um, so the whole Theon John thing for me just, blech. he's so annoying. Uh, but I found like that stuff kind of I don't care. I don't. I, I was hoping John just beat the shit out of him in front of everyone. I thought that would have been much more, uh, more John in that sense. I know he kind of like lets him get away because he brought Sansa back, but uh, I found that really annoying. Um, and then the whole Yara, um, like, so Theon's being Theon, right? He's he's essentially left his sister to die, and it's like, why would anyone care about Theon at this point? It's true. Yeah, he's got like what nine men left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are no ships. Yeah, he has no penis. I think we're yeah. That that sounded dangerous. We're not implying that if you don't have any penis, you have no worth. We're just implying that if you're Theon Greyjoy, we hate you. Yeah, and I don't remember if this is this the episode where Theon like gets in that fight with his men and like gets no, the shit. No, no, we no. got a we got a couple to go. Okay, um, so I'm trying to remember that one. So yeah, I felt like that was annoying. Um, obviously, uh, the whole stuff at King's Landing um, with um, Cersei when they're talking about. The buying the army and all the gold they're gonna get from where they took uh, what's the the Tyrell money? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It it it's filler stuff for me. Um, it makes it makes the ending a little more kind of enjoyable in that sense of where you think maybe the dragon is just burning all of that up, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's something that I want to talk about sorry. because uh, no no no, you're great. Because when I first saw it, I 100% figured that that's what happened, is that the dragon burned all of that gold. That makes sense. And then I read sense. online that it didn't happen. And then we later in the season, we see like Cersei's talking like, oh, no, 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 we're going to buy this army. And I'm like, with what money? Yeah. And no, it is, they say it in the episode. Uh, Jamie or Bronn or whoever says, all right, we got all the gold into King's Landing. 
we need to get the rest of these wagons over Blackwater Rush. We don't want to be caught out in the open or whatever. So yeah, none of the money burned. Oh, so I forgot that because that that yeah, was also too. confusing for me, which is why I thought I thought the show made a mistake. Right. Like, so what is, you know, then it kind of is unclear as to what other other things besides some great pyrotechnic stuff they have in these wagons. What else is in there? Well, I think it was, I mean, because the Reach was basically feeding King's Landing at this point. So I think that this was basically food, just a shit ton of food and stuff they're preparing for a siege. And so I still think that this, is, you know, tactically is a huge blow yeah. um, to them. But it, it, it did seem bigger the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. And then I, it's not that I don't enjoy Danny and John at this stage of their kind of like relationship. It's kind of, kind of cute and courting, but Jorah's or not, maybe it wasn't Jorah. Um, who was talking to John? Oh, I think it was Davos telling John like, Oh, I think you like her. Really? Really? Like, that's what you got. Like from a lot like of people one, are picking that up from yeah. like one interaction. It's like you guys are all great at this. This you guys should be you know uh, dating experts at this point. <laughs> and they're totally wrong. Nothing's gonna happen, y'all. Yeah, John does <laughs> get not off it. get. He's into men. And they're yeah. and they're family yeah. guys. I mean, gross. Ugh. Gross. Blech. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. Hans, what did you Ewey. think? What was your what was your worst? My worst My- was the John and Theon thing. Yeah, I, there's really not a lot that I didn't like about this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I even think that that was a bad moment. To be fair, just, no. I'm just saying, if you had to take something I thought was a little slow for me, that yeah. was that was it. I think I think that I think some of the brand stuff is like getting a little old. <gasps> okay. Um, no, 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 no. Let me talk. <laughs> Let me talk, Hans. That's the fourth word you said, but I'm shutting you up. Sounds good. No, this feels I rough. love brand right here. Because this is so, so cool to me in that it's so unique. Because Mira's leaving. She's heartbroken. She's like, you don't even care. Like, blah, blah, blah. And Bran is... A dick. Not giving a shit. <laughs> but it's so... Like, this is... This is how you would have to portray power like this. It either goes in... Like, you become the craziest villain ever. Like, we see all these works of fiction where people come into just bananas works of power and it either drives them mentally bonkers and insane and they go lustful for even more power to destroy everything within their path or then they somehow overcome it and they they harness that power and they're basically the same exact person when in reality all of their inhibitions and stuff couldn't be trusted with the you know the snap of their fingers being something crazy bran is how you'd have to portray that power in in a quote unquote good way, um, to, you know, in a morally upright way, where you basically just have to be completely ambivalent to anything going on around you because any emotion has to be the most dangerous thing ever. And when everything in the world is in your head, how the hell are you supposed to focus on this teenage girl that has a slight crush on you, who you know, in the in the grand scheme of the world about to ending, means anything? Um, so it it is a little boring, but I love it. I think it's so good. And I don't know. I just think this show has done something that very, very few works of fiction have done with Bran. I think it's cool. Well said. You, you may resume speaking. No, I think that's a great point. 
Uh, I do just think it's a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think, and I wanted Mira. I mean, I. It's not that Mira is like it's a romantic thing, but it's like, it's like Bran became the brother she was protecting, and I felt like that was cold, right? And I, I agree. It, yeah. I agree with you in the sense of like, uh, to him becoming the third eyed raven, the omniscient, if you will, um, <laughs> a member of third eyed blind. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Um, but I mean, I feel like it has to be like that, that sort of thing, but I like Mira. I, I, I thought she was a cool, yeah. she's a minor character, but I feel like she could have been so much more interesting. I think this could have been a bit more of an emotional scene because in the books, Bran does kind of have a thing for Mira and I don't really think they toyed with that at all. In the yeah. Show. They, and I feel like, so that's kind of, I think that's probably where I'm getting my, most of my can think from, from the book in the sense of knowing that. And that doesn't get portrayed in this, which I think would have actually been cool, especially if there was something romantic for this mm. before this transition, and then how much more powerful that would have been. For I all, do, for all, oh, go ahead. No, sorry, I was just gonna say I do like his interaction with uh, Lord Baelish, though. I thought that was good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Do you guys think that Littlefinger shit himself <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> from a dude who prepares for everything? And who, you know, seemingly tries to see things from any possible angle. He was 100% not ready for Bran to go, chaos is a ladder. (laughs) The panic in his eyes that he just like tries to hide a a half second after is so good. Oh, really good. uh, Really good work there. That was an awesome scene. It's a cool dagger that uh, Bran gets to Arya and, and the, uh, Again, I know we're gonna, there's so much good in this, but when Arya and Brienne are fighting, it is refreshing. Um, yeah. And that whole water flow, whatever, whatever it's called for her fighting style, uh, was just, it's cool. And I think even Brienne is like, who has essentially been taught power, 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 that's how you battle. And then for Arya to like show a lot of skill in such a, a little bit of time, it, it, was, it was kind of a badass scene. It was totally badass. And Podrick would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Podrick's been training for so hard now. Yeah. He's he's almost there. There's a great version of this battle on YouTube you can find where they turn their swords into lightsabers, and I highly recommend it. (laughs) Pretty badass. (laughs) That's kind of of all of our uh, Winterfell stuff. Which was good, right? I mean, like, I think we enjoyed this stuff at Winterfell. Things are um, things are tense slightly between Arya and Sansa and Bran just kind of being his you know new third eye blind self, and uh, again it sh- it kind of should be tense. They're playing it right. It's still gonna piss me off in the next couple episodes just because I do think they kind of force it, but it does pay off nicely. So I'm, I'm gonna try and not talk about it too much. Oh, uh, do you guys want to go next? to dragonstone or i mean i guess we should probably go to dragonstone before we go to king's landing yeah okay we continue on with the john and uh daenerys as jeremy said davos picking up some flirty signs perhaps Mm -hmm. they go into a cave together daenerys is convinced by cave paintings that john totally could have made the day before and uh Come in here. What are you doing? Oh, I just got to finish something. One second. Give me one minute. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then all seems to be going well when they get the news of Cersei's very clever, underhanded thing 
of uh, taking Highgarden out from under them, killing one more of their allies and removing another piece from the puzzle for Daenerys. And uh, she is pissed. She's pissed at Tyrion. She's pissed at everyone else. She's not letting Jon and Davos leave. She doesn't know what to do. And they start just kind of making plans and everyone's just kind of trying to rein her in from burning down the capital at this point. So do you think Tyrion... Uh, I mean, the way he was prior at King's Landing, he made a lot of very intelligent tactical decisions and is he just off his game is that why he's just getting lit up by cersei or is it literally because he's out of that world now that he's not as in tune with what he should be doing because essentially he i mean gray worm uh not sorry not gray one urian um Greyjoy really just lit them up initially right with yeah um, and that was something I'm sure Tyrion was involved in and agreeing that they should be doing this kind of thing with the ships. And now for them to lose another major, not only castle, money, food, all of those things by losing uh, the Tyrell, uh, the house. I mean, it's essentially like, I don't blame Danny. And if I was Danny, I would want some sweet, sweet revenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that it's probably, there's a level of Cersei... Um, has jumped the shark in a way that I'm not sure if Tyrion's totally unaware of yet. Um, she is definitely more calculated than before. But I think there's also an element of he is under the impression that he knows who he's dealing with, which he certainly does, but he is not thinking about the fact that they know who he is as well. That's true. I um, totally and, agree. And how he's going to operate. And I think that that is um, just a... Um, an overlooked thing that Cersei's jumping on and, you know, as we said in the last episode, doing a killer job of outplaying them right now. Right, right. Um, with the, you know, with the shorter hand. So, but it's cool. Um, they get pissed and then things start to kind of uh, <laughs> pop off. But I do want to just <laughs> stay at Dragonstone for a moment. Did you guys catch that Davos picked up a little tick from Stannis Baratheon? <laughs> Did you guys catch this... Uh, I don't remember what John says. Something, something, something. We have less men. And Jabos just goes, fewer. Oh, really? Gets, gets, gets a little, uh, yeah, gets a little grammar Nazi on him. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Well, it's it's because he didn't have his penis out. I feel like if he had his penis out when he said it, we would be paying more attention. <laughs> We'd be rewinding. Pausing. <laughs> yeah. Snapping some pics. He didn't. Your grace, this is my, <laughs> this is my member. It's the member of a crabber, son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, maybe maybe next season. Who's to maybe. Say. I um, hope so. And then does anybody, I mean, we got one thing left. Does anyone want to want to name any other part their favorite part before we go and touch on this thing? Nah. Nah. Fantastic. We go to this caravan of things, taking everything apparently but the gold from Highgarden to King's Landing and out of freaking nowhere we get these Apache style yip yips <laughs> and the Dothraki ride. They crest the hill. The people start like, you know, preparing siege lines and Jamie and Rick on slash Dick on are freaking out. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> roaring dragon. Danny's making moves of her own. And they just, this is like, we've seen the dragons be brutal, but I, I think from a, 
brutality of war perspective, this might be the first time we're seeing like what they do to mass groups of people and having to stick around and, you know, what it's doing to the psyche of these battle hardened generals. And, uh, it's brutal. It's messed up. Oh, they, yeah. they straight up wreck that army. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't even know what to say about it. The, some of my, do you guys, do you guys have any like particularly favorite moments from this incredible few minutes? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just all, it was all just so good. Yeah. I mean, I loved, go ahead. No, I was saying, so when the dragon's doing the low flying and just like wrecking lines of people, I enjoy that stuff. That's, that's what you want to see, right? For sure. Um, but anytime they land on people and like tear them apart, that's always enjoyable. <laughs> The dragon is enjoyable through and through. I think one of my favorite things is uh, is Braun kind of you know trying to regain his composure, trotting along towards one of these Dothraki Screamer Bloodrather guys, and uh, you know they're going they're going along. We see the move. We we know what Braun's going for. He's going for that dagger, and he just whoa, chucks it, and the Dothraki just like bats it away. <laughs> and then Braun's like, oh, oh shit, okay, fine, we'll do this. And then the Dothraki like changes the game bends down and cuts his horse's leg off like bronze tricks they're not working jamie's military tactics are not working working. (laughs) these guys are being outplayed on every angle and how do they get away so effectively right like you would think that that this army that is completely surrounded and getting wrecked that they would have been able to have noticed the main general, if you will, is not there, right? That would be someone that these people would be looking for to capture. Well, I mean, I think so many people were incinerated. The last <laughs> time Daenerys saw him, he was about to be incinerated. <laughs> so, it you know, it, it could very well be assumed that he just got melted. Yeah, and you'd you'd have to hold your breath a long time to get long out time. of that, out of that. Uh... Yeah, that's just not believable to me. That's all. Out of that area. With all that, with all that armor, he's drowning in that water. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I did appreciate about it. Again, it is just cool enough for me to kind of let it go. I did appreciate it about it. This is an ending like we get in a chapter of the book, um, which we don't see a ton of in the show, um, which is kind of cliffhangers. Like it's basically Jamie get knocked off the horse by Braun. You see them splash into the water. You see them like floating down for a second and then it's off. Right. And you assume that if they were going to kill him, they would have just let him burn, but it still leaves it up in the air, which I like better than them showing like them, you know, cause they could have ended the episode with them like beaching and then like, you know, still looking over at the dragon and still feeling defeated. It still could have conveyed a good sense of, of dread and of hopelessness to the situation. But I liked the angle that they went with instead, um, which is something the books does a lot. So do you think, I mean, uh, I don't even remember the show. They talk about essentially how much of the army is just wiped out. Because this obviously isn't the entire Lannister army. There's this. Oh, there's kind it's of a pretty small force of it, I think. Right, right, right. But it, are they just, is it just like a total slaughter? I don't think, I don't remember them capturing anyone from this one. No, 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 no. Cause that's the very last thing we see. And then in the next episode, they kind of like have a few rounded up people that Daenerys deals with. And then Jamie kind of talks about, uh, 
just the ridiculous hopelessness of trying to fight something like that. Right, right, right. So, oh, that's right. That's like the the dad and and son where he where she says bend the knee yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was that yeah. was Danny being Danny. But the uh, the uh, for for all the things that they did not succeed in, they did wound Drogon. The weapon works. What lucky, is that thing called? Luckiest again? shot in the world. Uh, scorpion. Scorpion. Yeah, no, no way in hell that dude's making that shot. But okay. <laughs> One to never use it, and suddenly gets up and is like, "Oh, I know how to work this. This is easy. Let me just over here, a little click, there, line that up, click, done. Almost kill shot. Cool." Well, you have no, uh, you don't know he has never used it. You don't know that he has. No, I don't know that he has, and I'm probably betting that he has not. <laughs> exactly. Pretty. But, Pretty sweet. I think my favorite kill doesn't even go to the dragon. It goes to the Dothraki, like jumping on the trailer when Bron like unloads that thing and just launches him. <laughs> what a waste of an arrow! Though. <laughs> oh, but that, that you could almost hear the huh. <laughs> 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 oh, gets the bug eyes yeah. when he gets hit by it. Yeah, oh. satisfying. It, it was um. I don't the the episode again. Lots of solid stuff in it, and I don't know if the episode would be in my top five episodes, but this sequence is um, is definitely in my top five scenes yeah. of of the show thus it's, far. It's powerful when Jamie's riding his horse towards yeah. the dragon. Like it, I mean, Game of Thrones up until this point has given you major characters dying, and so you're like, oh. Is this is this Danny going down? Like, that would be think about what that would have done for the show. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking of it. Is it Jamie going down? Oh, I don't know. I get you get this like, it's just one. It's just one spear, right? I mean, it's, it's true. And they they do make a point a lot of the time to say like, all it would take is one lucky one, one arrow, arrow, one, one lucky, spear. Yeah. yeah. So it would be fitting. Right and and again, Danny's doing something again that her advisors say, "Don't fucking do that shit." We we keep telling you no, and she's like, "I'm gonna ride on the back of the bitch." I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck That's you, what, bitches. <laughs> she's like, she, <laughs> Daenerys Targaryen, please don't, do, bitch. I'm gonna. <laughs> you can't stop me. I'm the mother of dragon. Dragon, let's go in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, Drogon, you're my best friend. <laughs> we are besties for life. Oh, well, that is season seven, episode four, The Spoils of War. Of course, The Spoils of Breakfast is something we also explore in today. Hans is our dedicated breakfasteer, breakfaster. I'm uncertain, but I am certain that you have an orange bourbon scone. Mm. That is correct. Hans, I feel so bad because I feel like I've cut you off a couple times this episode and that I haven't allowed you to say much. And I don't want you to ever feel like I'm holding your tongue. So please, to your heart's content, tell me about this scone. Yeah, let me tell you about it. So I'm, I'm going to name drop a little bit. Used Angel's Envy bourbon Okay. in this scone. And uh, question, it, it had a nice orange marmalade mix in there to, to capture the orange side of things. The moistest... Moistest? Moistest. 
is that a word the uh the most moist <laughs> that's just that's just kind of hard to say it's almost like a tongue twister uh but anyway it was she was wet <laughs> uh it actually ended up after baking it it was okay it was fine it was it was your normal scone uh scone texture but uh the baking process was just ridiculous the uh turned out really good uh, i i accompanied it by a nice little homemade whiskey butter used a different whiskey for the butter just to mix it up used used a little bit a uh, little bit sweeter whiskey used a wheat whiskey in there a uh, little bit little bit richer uh, for the thought that would complement the butter well, and then of course I paired it with a nice whiskey as well. <laughs> a third whiskey? A third whiskey. Ooh. The uh, the trip. The tri- I like to do. I like to do my uh, my whiskeys and triple triplets, <laughs> especially <laughs> at breakfast time. Triple tipples. Yeah. No. So it was. Uh, it was. It was uh, very good. All right. Are you down with GOT? Yeah. You, yeah, know, you me. know me. Oh yeah, and also you can go to thronesandscones.com to see things. What kind of things, Jeremy? All kinds of things. So you can see our email. Uh, no, that's not there. You can see. Probably should be. You can see like places Nudes. to find <laughs> places to find like uh, our podcast, like Spotify and Apple mm. and uh, <laughs> Thrones and Scones, available exclusively at Target. <laughs> Target. We are on Target. You can see our sweet like image that we had created which is still one of the coolest things ever we're working on t-shirts uh as of today <laughs> we're not uh, working on t-shirts yeah uh are you and, working on t-shirts i mean i feel like i'm gonna print that shit that's what i'm gonna jeremy do jeremy has taken over t-shirts i department. want a great trucker hat with that image jeremy's uh jeremy's uh vip of merch vip or, uh, not that's not fine. vip uh VP? VP of merch. VP of merch. Have you guys seen the comeback of the fanny pack now in the world? Have you seen this? No. It's, oh my gosh. It's fucking everywhere now. Um, recently, Tony would be so happy. Recently, I had a uh, surgical resident that was down uh, grabbing lunch, and we were talking, and he was rocking this fanny pack that had USA across it. Um, and I oh, said, no. "Dude, that is a sweet fanny pack." And he was like, there is nothing better than this fanny pack in my life. And I'm like, live that dream. So is it still, okay, so I understand the name. It's a fanny pack. That's fine. But is it still technically a fanny pack if you're wearing it on the front, which is where almost everyone wears it? It's true. I'm uncertain here. But I think that's where it's meant to be worn as well, isn't it? Then why, I feel like, why is it called a fanny pack then? Because it wraps around your fanny so you can pack it. Not really, though. <laughs> is it a British thing? Because the British call the uh, the vaginal area a fanny. Do they no, really? No, they do not. They, really? That's they awesome. Do. That's probably what a I'm moist into. fanny. Oh mm. no! <laughs> <laughs> so then, is it? Is it? Uh, <laughs> so then, I guess the age-old question: Is it really only meant to be worn by women? <laughs> <laughs> by British women? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, <sighs> I, t- you know. Young Tony wore a fanny pack on vacation. You fucking un- did not. <laughs> until he was 15 years old. <laughs> just uh, just throwing that out there. It was cool before and after the curve. <laughs> I'm thinking that's our first merch, is the sweet fanny pack. Is the Thrones and Scones fanny pack? I actually... Who else is selling a fanny pack? 
Yeah, exactly. It, we will make a Answer killing. Nothing. Well, I think I think we don't want to discriminate though. So obviously, we'll have a fanny pack. We'll have a manny pack. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> good question. It's here's the thing. There's no difference. The only difference is the packaging. And for one of them, we have to charge more money because that's yeah, how yeah. consumerism works. Definitely yeah, need to definitely. sell the the manny pack for more. Yeah. Do you think so? I think it's normally the feminine products that get the upcharge. I know, but we want more of the feminine viewers out there to know that we see them ah. and we respect them and so we want like, them to have the good stuff. <laughs> we're tacking on reparation pay into yeah, the manny pack. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 